0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. The Seattle Seahawks are going into their final game of the 2020 regular season. It's 2021 now. Happy New Year. And joining me to preview this Sunday's game with the 49ers is Akash Anavarthan. He is the co-host of the Shanna Plan on the Niners Nation Podcast Network. He's also a writer of the 4th and 9 blog. Akash, I appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Appreciate you for having me. First of all, Happy New Year. Uh, this Week 17 matchup is just a little different than last year's Week 17 matchup, I think.
0: But uh, a little bit. So glad to
1: come <laughs> on and, yeah, so glad to come on and talk with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, well, especially, you know, when I can uh, take some joy in just how different this matchup is since last year. But uh, I, I don't want to rub it in too much. I, this is New Year, Akash. <laughs> I, I just I, I want to be happy with what we have. And I know you know you guys could be happy with what you have too, because the 49ers this year, obviously, injuries has been. I I don't know how you could look at this team and say it should be any better than the record it currently has, considering all the injuries the 49ers have have had to deal with this year. Yeah, it's been. One of the more
1: brutal seasons I think I've ever witnessed. I mean, every Monday morning you go to Kyle Shanahan's press conference and he reads off his injury report and it's just like a mile long. It's like new guys every week and the list just continued to expand as the season went on. And you could sense sort of the exhaustion on Kyle's face as the season went on because he just kept losing guys. And towards the end of the season, he's just trying to field a team of 53
0: players. Uh, for Sunday, it was just it was nuts. It's something I've never seen before. And yet, with that, I mean, down to your third string quarterback, down to your third, or I don't know, is Wilson the fourth string running back? Yeah, um, yeah, you're you're dealing with wide receiver injuries, injuries on the defensive line, and still in week 16, you're putting on a, you know a defensive performance. You know, Robert is over there on the sideline; they're showing his reaction shot every single time. <laughs> and I, the the defensive performance to get the win was huge. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this team's been competing, and I
1: think that's probably their best attribute late in the season. They have been fighting. Uh, they have not been worried about, like, taking or draft position or anything like that. And that's a testament to the coaching staff, both Cal Shanahan and Robert Sala. And they were finally able to turn that into a win this past uh, Saturday against the Cardinals. Kind of the weeks before that, you know, against uh, Washington or Dallas, defense was playing well, team was playing hard. The problem was the quarterback kept turning the ball over. That was Nick Mullins. I think he had three or four uh interceptions between the two games. He had a strip sack fumble that went for a touchdown. And CJ Bethard, who they who they brought instead of Mullins, didn't turn the ball over. Uh he had one fumble, but it didn't really cost anything. It was at the end of the half. And that was the big difference, and that ended up leading uh to a victory. So that was a big key, but they've been playing their tails off kind of this last stretch after they've been eliminated.
0: That is one difference is that Beathard, obviously looking at his stats this year, he hasn't given up an interception yet. That was one of the impressive things to me. And, and obviously, I think that's one of the things that the Seahawks maybe have to worry about then with not only with the the Niners defense you're playing as physical as they are. But if they're doing that and the 49ers offense isn't turning the ball over and I, what have you been seeing from Jeff Wilson that that's kind of, you know, invigorated this running game because with Brandon Ayuk both out with uh, you know, along with Debo Samuel, I mean that has to make it tough for you know Beathard doesn't have anybody hardly to throw to.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, the key to the 49ers offense, like any Kyle Shanahan offense or, you know, Sean McVay or uh, Matt LaFleur, these guys, is the running attack. And all season long the running game has been really inconsistent. And part of that has been, you know, the injuries to Reed Mostert or Jeff Wilson and just the inconsisten- inconsistencies at running back. And their offensive line just hasn't been blocking as well as they did last season. Uh, Football Outsiders does adjusted line yards, which kind of tracks how well the offensive line blocks for the running backs. And the 49ers have been consistently in the bottom five of that category. And last week, they finally were able to put that together. And Jeff Wilson ran for, I think, 183 yards. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, Trent Williams, who won't be playing this week. And Lakin Tomlinson, their left guard, which is fantastic in the run game. And when they're running like that, I think they had 7, 10-plus yard runs. It makes life so much easier for C.J. Beathard, who then can just use play action. He has those bootlegs and just layup throws where he's not being asked to do much. And that's the recipe for success when you have a backup quarterback and so many injuries. But I'm not sure they'll be able to do that this week uh, against Seattle, who's you know one of the better rushing defenses in the league. When they played the first time, the Niners could not get anything going on the ground. And again, they'll be missing Williams, who's a a big uh, part of that. Um, So just some pieces have changed around. I'm not sure they'll be able to run the same uh, as they did this past Saturday.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Missing Williams, too. I didn't know he was going to sit out this week as well. (laughs) Gosh, it it must be exhausting keeping track of all this. Um, It is. Talk about the run defense for the Seahawks for a minute, just to kind of talk about how good that they've been this year they've been good enough that brian monet comes back and they release snacks harrison who immediately gets picked up by the packers who you know they've had their struggles with the run defense but i I think it kind of shows you just like you were speaking to with the the seahawks ability to stop the run they're they're that good that they can release a kind of an all-timer at at a run stopping position yeah exactly and so that part of it kind of worries
1: me, right? If the 49ers aren't able to get the run game going, then you have to put more on CJ Beathard's plate. And he's not playing with, you know, there's no Debo Samuel and there won't be Brandon Ayuk. And, you know, obviously he's missing his left tackle. So now who are you throwing to? And
0: so it's just a a bad recipe. Well, uh, it sounds like a good recipe to me. I guess it's just (laughs) how you look at it going into week 17. I, I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, especially with the Packers playing and the Saints playing. Yeah, the Seahawks, even with a the win, they may end up still being the third seed. So it, it may not even matter. But it is one big difference, though, going into this week's game. It's not in Santa Clara. It's down in Arizona. <laughs> what what has that been like? Is a 49ers fan watching all of your essentially home games on the road in Arizona and not all of them, but the last what, three? right
1: the glendale 49ers
0: the (laughs) old town 49ers whatever you want
1: to call them i called them the
0: glendale salas after how much time robert sala got on the on the tv screen last week oh that works too (laughs) uh it's been weird i mean
1: so you know about a month ago they basically get kicked out of santa clara county i think they're heading down to los angeles to play the rams road game and it's crazy they're on the flight and you know they find out the news that santa clara county has shut down you know contact sports And John Lynch was telling us, you know, um, everyone's on the plane and freaking out because they're on their phones and their social media is blowing up and the Niners didn't know ahead of time. And it was just this crazy, chaotic situation. And they figured out that they were going to go to Arizona. And I think the league had put in some plans uh, before the season for the Cardinals and the 49ers to have you know, their games offset so that they could do this kind of thing. Um, And it's been weird. I mean, uh, when you ask the players and the coaches and, and for them, it's like very you know, they don't think about it that way. They're just kind of very routine based. So they're just, you know, football, 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 you know, and they're on the schedule. Um, but it's been weird, especially holiday time. Uh, a lot of their families flew out there. I think some of the guys runs at Airbnb. So they're trying to make it as normal as possible. Um, But it's just as a, you know, as a consumer watching, it's weird to see your team not play at Levi Stadium, uh, even though there's been no fans. Uh, and They've just been away. It's just been a weird season all around. It's like, what can go wrong has gone wrong this season with the injuries and the team getting kicked out and all that kind of stuff. So just just ready to get the season over with to be completely honest and just move on to the off season.
0: Yeah, it's been wild. I, I mean, it's a testament to the fact that the, the the NFL as a whole hasn't had to cancel any games and for yeah. that to happen. And yet they still had apparently done the kind of planning necessary to to make it available uh, to these teams. It was it was pretty neat. So Let's hit a break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about Richard Sherman. It doesn't sound like he's going to play in this game. It doesn't sound like he may play for the 49ers in the future. I want to talk about that with you coming up next. Talking to Akash Anavarathan of the Shanna plan. He's the co-host there at part of the Niners Nation podcast network. Akash I, I'm really curious because Richard Sherman, you know, obviously for any Seahawks fans, they, he's still one of our favorites and he yeah. goes down there to San Francisco. It it hurts a little bit and it uh, it's kind of been a rough final season for him for his calf injury. Sounded like 49ers fans may not have exactly been happy with his play on the field. What have you seen from Sherman in this final year of his contract with San Francisco?
1: Yeah, it, it seemed like... He had hit that you know, peak in, uh, of his athleticism, and now it's started to decline. And he's never been a player that's dependent on speed or you know, athleticism to make his place. He's been more of a cerebral player that sees things happen before they do on the field. Um, but yeah, this season, he's missed a bunch of games with that calf injury, which may be related to his Achilles, uh, but they never really kind of delved into that. Right. Um, but he came back, he had a few games, and then the calf injury acted up again. So you're just worried about his body holding up long term. Obviously, I think his time with San Francisco is definitely done. You know, he's gone on and he said in a press conference kind of that, you know, they're just not going to be able to keep me, whatever the case is. And he's kind of acted that way on social media that he's not going to be coming back. My theory actually is that he might just hang them up and just retire entirely. So if you know, he does that um, the podcast with Chris Collinsworth, PFF, mm, right. it seemed like he was angling sort of to be an analyst and have this post NFL playing career kind of set up. Uh, he does a fantastic job on that if you ever listen to it and just listening to him talk, he does a good job, you know, analyzing the game. So I feel like that's where he's headed cuz just if you watch him play every Sunday when he was on the field, he just doesn't look the same. He doesn't he doesn't have that same quickness that he used to and it just feels like, you know, the 49ers defensive scheme kind of had to change to adjust that. Uh, they started playing a field and boundary scheme at corner to sort of hide his lack of athleticism. Uh, they started using him more at safety, at deep safety, so he can start to, you know, mm. watch rather than just cover guys at man. Um, so they did things like that. So I know definitely they won't be bringing him back. I just feel like he's not getting an opportunity elsewhere, and he just may hang it up.
0: So do you think that with this injury that he has, is it... Is it him just knowing that his time has come to an end, or do you think if the 49ers were in position to compete for a playoff spot or going into the playoffs, do you think he would be out there with his injury as it is right now?
1: I think if the 49ers were in contention, if they were in the playoffs and that kind of thing, I think he would fight to be out there with his guys, just knowing kind of where they are in the season and what this game means and where his career is headed just with this team. I I feel like it just feels like he's mailing it in a little bit, though I don't want to say that. (laughs) but. Um, well, that, it just, just you know, when goes.
0: going into this week, it just seemed like maybe there was some question of whether he he could play. And then right. it was relatively early on that they announced that he would be out. So it was it was something right. that just in my mind, it it seemed like, OK, let's just close out the season with him. And uh, who's going to be playing a corner then for the Niners this week? It's a good question. They got <laughs> a bunch of guys banged up.
1: So they'll have Jason Verrett out there okay. uh, who's been fantastic. um fringe pro bowler I wouldn't call him a snub but you know he's he was trending in that direction for sure he's been fantastic he uh obviously matched up against DeAndre Hopkins and I think he only held him to like 26 yards after they gave up like 151 in week one so he did a great job last week so he'll he'll be out there um the 49ers don't shadow receivers so I don't think he'll be like following DK Metcalf but uh that'll be a fun matchup to watch And then the other corner position is Akella Witherspoon, probably, uh, who's had an up and down career with the 49ers. Um, He's, you know, was a third round pick in that first John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan draft. Uh, He's had some good moments. He's been benched in the playoffs before, uh, but it sounds like he's had kind of a resurgence. He's been really good the last two weeks. So, important game for him. He's probably, you know, going to be matched up with either Lockett or Metcalf. And, Typically, he's good at covering. He just struggles to track the ball in the air. So, And that's an area that the Seahawks receivers could totally kill Witherspoon. I think he got benched in that Week 17 game last year. So um, those will be your two guys at corner. Emmanuel Mosley is still on the injury list, so we'll see if he plays. And then uh, k1 Williams, obviously, at a slot corner.
0: Okay. Yeah, because looking back at that last game uh, between the Seahawks and Niners, I think that was one of the games where DK just went off and had like 160 ah, yes. yards. So. I yeah. and I, I don't even think no Sherman wasn't even healthy in that game either. So I you know. no
1: it, it was Mosley and Verrett, I think, and they were getting torched down the sideline, um, which, you know, McCaff is McCaff. He's one of the greatest receivers in the game. So you
0: expect it. But you just try to
1: limit what he can do. Right. So,
0: yeah, a guy who's in the Pro Bowl this year. Let, let's talk about somebody yeah. on the 49ers defense who is in the Pro Bowl. Fred Warner, uh, he's been outstanding this year.
1: Yeah, the, the best 54 in the game.
0: <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> uh,
1: which was actually interesting because the last time they played, Bobby Wagner had probably one of his best games yeah. of the season. I think I think he took that matchup a little personally. I think personally. he did, too. <laughs> He'd been hearing the noise about, you know, Fred Warner had passed him up and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he came out, uh, you know, extra fiery that game. But, man, Fred Warner is your, I think, prototypical modern linebacker. Someone that can cover tight ends, cover receivers, go sideline to sideline in the run game. It's just fantastic. Um, And his growth from 2018 to now has just been uh, immense. Uh, Leader of this defense, especially defense that has missed Nick Bosa, and he stepped up in that absence from a leadership standpoint. He's been one of those guys that have been out there every single week. Just just an all-out competitor. um, And I look forward to that matchup with him and uh, Russell Wilson this week.
0: All right, well, we've talked about one of the best players who's going to be on the field for the defense, for the Niners. Let's go over to the offensive side of the ball because I think George Kittle is going to be playing in this game, Akash. And I'm curious, as a 49ers fan, do you want him out there? Yeah, I said this two weeks ago when they were talking about bringing George Kittle back. I was like, what are they
1: doing? I mean, these are like a few meaningless games. The only thing that could happen is, you know, God forbid George Kittle gets hurt or something. And now he misses time in 2021. Like these games don't really matter in the grand context. And then he played last week and you watch him and that guy just had some pent up anger from the injury and missing time and the disappointing season. And he was so physical in the run game, just took out defensive ends. And he had a couple big plays in the past game as well. And it seemed like his energy being on the field really inspired some guys. And so he'll be out there again. You know, week two after his or his second game after his injury, uh, just look forward, look forward to seeing what he does. Given the injuries at wide receiver, he's probably should be the focal point for the Seahawks defense. I imagine they will try to take him out of the pass game entirely. So but anytime George Kittle out on the field, one of the best players in the game in general, always fun to watch him. And he just plays with such a fun personality, uh, such a joy to watch.
0: Well, and that's one of the reasons why I, I really wanted to highlight this matchup, too, because in the offseason, when the, when the Seahawks went and got Jamal Adams, one of the reasons why was because of George Kittle. And so we, we didn't get to see that matchup in week eight when these two teams played. Adams was still coming off his groin right. injury. And so now he's back and healthy. We saw an outstanding game from him last week. He's just showed up in big time moments to, against the Rams. And so the, right. this is a matchup I'm excited to watch now.
1: I am too. I am too. I've been I've been harsh with Jamal Adams in coverage, I think. Maybe a little too unfair. He's been kind of up and down probably in that area. He's been fantastic against the run. Obviously as a pass rusher, he's, you know, leading the league in sacks as a defensive back, right? So the back end of the Seattle defense has a very like 2012, 2013 feel to it with him back there. So I do look forward to that matchup. I feel it's advantage Kittle just given how how dominant he is as a player and just Adams, you know, not as good in coverage, but still should be fun to watch those. Those are two of the best competitors in the game. It'll be physical. And that's the best part about these NFC West games. It's not soft. It's tough, physical, hard hitting, uh, regardless of who's on the
0: field. Well, and that's one of the things I've, I've been trying to highlight every time I've talked about this game all week. Yes. The the Niners only have six wins, but they show that how physical they could be last week. And they're going to continue to show that again this week against the Seahawks. So it, the team can't, and I know they aren't thinking that they can just coast through this game and get into the playoffs. So they, I I think they can expect, and they're all expecting, that this is going to be a physical matchup.
1: Yeah, I would think so. And obviously Seattle still has something to play for, given that the one seed is still in the air. So I imagine they'll look to come out and take care of business. 49ers just don't have enough this week. Last week, they still had more able bodies. so They were able to put together kind of an inspired performance against the Cardinals. But this is, you know, they're going up against a better team in Seattle. They haven't gotten blown out this season. That's been one of their defining traits. They stay in games late. So I expect it to be close. I always think of that Kevin Clark tweet where he's like, Seattle never
0: plays in a normal game. So <laughs> I would expect something crazy
1: uh, this week as well.
0: Yeah, you know, the one game where they actually blew out a team that they were supposed to blow out was the Jets here just a couple weeks That's ago. Right. So it was nice to it was nice to actually get that one time this season. So this, this is absolutely going to be close, even if it shouldn't be. So we'll be in for a good game, Akash. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Hopefully you don't have one of those like heart attack
1: fourth quarters that Seattle <laughs> always puts you through.
0: No, we're we're all prepped for it as fans now. This year, we like have our <laughs> little medicine shelf for okay, this is what I'm gonna take when it gets toward the end of the third quarter. It's just it's something that we have to deal with, and uh, you know, it, it's we're, we're used to Pete Carroll now. <laughs> He's Akash Adavarathan. Really appreciate you coming on the show and breaking down this matchup. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. A big thanks once again to Akash. Be sure and check out his work at 4 9com And if you want to listen into to The Shanna Plan, you can subscribe to that show. You can subscribe to this show as well by going to sbnation.com slash NFL Podcasts. Subscribe to any of the SB Nation shows. And you can follow Akash on Twitter, A-K-A-S-H-A-N-A-V. And after giving him a follow, you can head on over to feelgoals.com. You can check out the latest five Q's and five A's. That's part of Mookie Alexander's weekly check-in with the various SB Nation sites. And he talks to Kyle Posey. And one of the questions I didn't get to ask Akash, and one of the questions that is in this, is whether or not 49ers fans are expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to be back next season. So be sure and check out Kyle Posey's answer as part of that 5 Q's and 5 A's article up at fieldgoals.com. I'll be back after the 49ers game to break down what we saw and then maybe get a little bit of a preview as to who the Seahawks are facing in that wild card round. Or maybe we'll be talking about whether or not the Seahawks have a bye. That'll be all coming up after the game on Sunday. And until then, go Hawks.